Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there today in basketball land? Well, I tell you, the NBA is on its way, people. The most exciting time of the year, as far as basketball is concerned, as well as college basketball, the NBA is on its way. Well, all right, let's get into episode 59. The name of episode 59, people, is Aced Out. The name of episode 59, Aced Out. All right, well, let's go. But before we get started, you know what we got to do. We got to tap in, man. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. Episode 59. Let's get it started. Well, the last episode, which was 58, um, I made a little error as far as the way we started the show, which we started the show about that bad man KD in the Brooklyn building. All right. But what the mistake was made was the injury status. Now, I was saying he had a torn ACL, and I have to very correct myself to all my listeners. It's an ruptured Achilles tendon. Kevin Durant is ha- he has a ruptured Achilles tendon. Still a very horrific injury, but I did make a mistake, and I like to correct that mistake. And I'm very very sorry for that mistake. But he has a ruptured Achilles tendon. And as of today, general manager Sean Marks has already established the fact that Kevin Durant will not play this season up to his knowledge. As far as his knowledge is concerned, Kevin Durant will not be participating in basketball functions as far as the Brooklyn Nets are concerned. Um, Early in the week, there was a little rumblings that KD would return maybe April, maybe March or April towards the uh, beginning of the playoffs. Well, now the general manager, Sean Marks, of the Brooklyn Nets has come out and said he will not be functioning as far as basketball activities. And, you know, when I was talking about this in my last episode, I was stating that, hey, these type of injuries, they take more than a year to even heal as far as rehabilitation, as far as um, walking, let alone running. And so it's a smart thing that um, Sean Marks, general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, has come out and made it very, very public. Now, we don't know where these whispers have came from, but I really believe it came from the Brooklyn building. There's no way that these type of things hit the media if it doesn't come. Where there's smoke, I always say there's fire. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And I believe it came from the Brooklyn building, but we just don't know where it came from. But now Sean Marks, great, great young general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, has established that that Kevin Durant will not play this season up to his knowledge. Again, it's always up to the player, how the player feels, the progression that the player makes, and things of that nature. But as far as the general manager is concerned, he doesn't see Kevin Durant putting on a uniform and performing at a high, high level this season. Well, all right. 
the Houston Rockets, Mike D'Antoni had a press conference. And, and, you know, I just think it's still confusion in the Rockets building, people. I really believe there's still confusion in the Rockets building. Because when the head coach comes out and says, we have two point guards, okay? We're going to have Russell Westbrook and James Harding spelling at point guard. That's confusion before the season even starts. You, As a coach, you need to pick one point guard and one shooting guard and let the chips fall where they may. I do not believe a double point guard system will work not only in the NBA. I don't think it will work on the high school level. I just don't think it works, period. Pick your point guard. Let that point guard be the extension to you on the floor as the coach and build that rapport with your point guard, whether it be James Harden the beard or whether it be Russell Westbrook. I really feel Mike D'Antoni is doing a disservice to the team by saying he has two point guards. You really should have one and a backup. Just my opinion. But hey, who knows? Two point guards, we'll see how it works. That's the way that the Houston Rockets are going to start the season, and so be it. Mike D'Antoni, you're the head coach, man. You call the shots. I just don't think it'll work, and I think it's confusion at the start of training camp when you come out and say that you have two point guards and you'll jockey them back and forth at the point guard position and the off guard position. Well, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we're going to get into the title of our show right away. Man, oh man, my Las Vegas ace. I really had them winning the whole thing in the WNBA. But they were aced out by the Washington Mystics and Elena Deladon, the MVP of the WNBA. Elena Deladon really performed, man. Most of her shots were very, very difficult shots. But that doesn't mean she didn't nail them. She's a phenomenal player with excellent footwork and can really nail that three. I'm going to tell you right now, all right? And they really performed. She had a whole lot of help, but I tell you, it was Elena Deladon at the end, man. I mean, it was a tight game, but she really performed. She put the team on her back, and they are now in the WNBA championship, and they will face the Connecticut Sun this Sunday in the WNBA championship. It's been quite a journey for Elena Deladon. She was on the Chicago sky, all right? And she moved much closer because she's a Delaware native. And so she moved much closer to home to be close to her younger sister, who's very attached to her and definitely, uh, you know, has some mental issues and physical issues. And so she's always taking care of her young sister, as well as her parents have, but she's very, very tight with her young sister and was missing home. And so they grant the Chicago Sky granted her her wish, and she was in a Washington uniform since last year, and it was phenomenal, man. I tell you, the Mystic went to the championship last year, but they fell short to the Seattle Storm. And so this year, they got another shot at that crown. 
They got another shot at the ring, and and and, and Elena Deladon is just a phenomenal player, man. Like I said, the WNBA most valuable player, and you're gonna have to watch her. Now, the Connecticut Storm is an excellent team, people. They're a very excellent team. They're a very well balanced team. They have a lot, a lot of talent on that team. But again, I think the Washington Mystic uh, really are going to be able to prove what they're worth this year. They're really going to be able to prove it, and I think they'll win this championship in maybe four or five games. But coming out of that WNBA, man, I mean, the Las Vegas Ace were aced out, man. My girl, you know, Liz Cabbage, okay? You got Asia Wilson, Jackie Young, okay? You got Deidre Hamby. Uh, I mean, you know, you got a lot of talent on that ace team. And, of course, you got the great Bill Lambert leading the charge. And they'll be back. They'll be back. I'm a little disappointed because I feel that they were the most talented team leading into the semifinals, all right? But my pick was the Vegas ace against the L.A. Sparks, and both of those teams were eliminated. So what do I know? (laughs) But, I mean, continue to watch the WNBA We're in the championship round, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. You got the Connecticut Sun, again, very well-balanced, very well-coached team against the Washington Mystic, and they're very well-balanced, very well-coached team. But you got that bad, bad woman, Elena Deladon, EDD, ready to put it on them. And so now you have two teams standing and we will hoist the trophy sometime at the end of next week for the WNBA. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But my girls, the Las Vegas Ace, again, the title of the show, Aced Out. All right? And I mean, you know, Liz Cabbage played a hell of a game. Wonderful game. Deetra Hanbury, heck of a game. Jackie Young, wonderful. Asia Wilson, wonderful. Kelsey Plummer. Excellent. I mean, hey, they really did their thing, but they just came up a little bit short. They came up a little bit short. They were winning by seven points, and I tell you what, the Mystic came charging back. And so that's what happened in the semifinal round. And again, you got the Washington Mystic against the Connecticut Sun in the WNBA Finals. Sunday afternoon. Please don't miss it. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And you know Coach Luke loves that WNBA. Love it, love it, love it. All right. We got our AAU profile, baby. The AAU profile for this Wednesday show, man. Phenomenal young man. Anthony Edwards out of Atlanta, Georgia. 6'5 shooting guard. And guess what? He's staying home. He's going to the University of Georgia with Tom Crean, an excellent coach. Tom Crean just just arrived in Georgia. And so now Anthony Edwards, hometown boy, number one recruit in the country, will be going to the University of Georgia. Couldn't happen to a better young man. i tell you what, excellent shooter, excellent player. A lot of people kind of compare him to the beard. James Harden. I see some similarities. I think he's a little bit faster than James Harden. Off the dribble and as far as 
jumping ability. You know, James Harden has jumping ability, but not like this young man. This guy, young man jumps out the roof. So our AAU profile, Anthony Edwards, okay, and he played his AAU team, his outfit, the Atlanta Express. A lot of ballers come out that Atlanta Express outfit, man. Atlanta Express is his AAU outfit, right? He's going, he um, is graduated from Holy Spirit Prep, and he will be in the University of Georgia uniform this season. And so that's our AAU profile for this show. Anthony Edwards, an excellent, excellent player. All right, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Coming out of that Indiana building, man, Victor Oladipo's been making some great, great strides, people. He's been making some wonderful strides. You know he's an all-star. You know he's the, the, the glue to the Indiana Pacers. Now, the Indiana Pacers have made some big, big moves in the offseason, and they are a sleeper, like Coach Luke said, in the East. But without Victor Oladipo, it's going to be hard for them to go to the next level. And what we're hearing now is that the Indiana Pacers is going to take it very, very slow with one Victor Oladipo. He will not be ready. Coach Nate McMillan stated today in interviews, he will not be ready for the beginning of the season. He'll probably be more ready by December 1st. So that's a month into the season. But they're proceeding with caution. They really are. It was a very horrific injury. And now he did tear his ACL. All right? And I'm not going to make that mistake again. (laughs) Victor Oladipo tore his ACL in two different places. And so he's really, really on the mend. Okay, I know uh, in the summer, Victor Oladipo stated he should be ready for a training camp, but the Indiana doctors in the Indiana building took a good long look at Victor Oladipo. Now, he is doing drills, but he's nowhere near where he needs to be to perform at a Victor Oladipo level. And so he will not start the season, but they're looking more towards after Thanksgiving, the beginning of December for Victor Oladipo to make his return. And I tell you what, the Indiana Pacers will start to soar. Now, the Indiana Pacers have a wonderful team already, but they definitely need Victor Oladipo to make a difference in the Eastern Conference. They definitely need Victor Oladipo to make a difference in the Eastern Conference. And so he'll be back, like Coach Nate McMillan stated, he'll be back after Thanksgiving, right before December. And so that's a wonderful thing when a guy like Victor Oladipo has an injury and he has to return, and he returns in a good fashion. All right. I tell you, the WNBA Finals, man. The WNBA Finals. Preview. The Finals, the Connecticut Sun, the Washington Mystic. I think we briefly just touched on it with the title of the show, Aced Out. But now we're going to touch on it a little more. You know, the WNBA has really done some big things in these last five years. Okay, they've really made some strides. Okay, and even to the point where now 
you're having chartered flights for the WNBA. You know, they used to take commercial flights, you know, and they should have never took commercial flights. And, hey, a lot of people say, oh, here you go, Coach Luke. But I'm telling you the truth. They're professionals. Treat them like professionals, all right? And I tell you, they should have always had chartered flights. The NBA has had chartered flights since the early 70s. Early 70s. We're in 2019, people. What professional team doesn't have chartered flights? But we're kind of getting off because I really want to give a lot of credit to the WNBA. The last five years has been a phenomenal, phenomenal movement. All right? If you look at the All-Star game this past summer, man, they pulled out all the stops, man. It was a big, big show. And so the WNBA has moved forward, and they're moving strong. And so we have a great, great WNBA championship with the Connecticut Sun and the Washington Mystic. And like I said, it starts maybe around 3.30 on Sunday. Everybody, please tune in. Support the women, man, and they'll support you. Wonderful situation, wonderful title uh, matchup, and you know, hey, I'll be front row and center. I'm going to be watching, man. And so I hope you guys watch the WNBA championship. Again, the Connecticut Sun going to their first ever WNBA championship against the Washington Mystic, and I really think the Mystic will prevail but you never know. Everybody's been favored to beat the Connecticut Sun, and they haven't lost yet. And so, you know, in the WNBA, it's the best of five games. And so we'll see what term comes about. We'll see what happens, people. We'll see what turns out there. Who's going to win? Who's going to hoist that trophy? It's been an exciting season in the WNBA, and I'm waiting for next season to come next spring. You just can't beat it when the women play the way that they play. All right. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hey, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. We've reached the point in the show that we always reach once every single show. If you want to be a sponsor on the show, All Things Basketball Podcast, or you want your ass to your company to be on the show, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave a message. And if you go to my Facebook feed, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook and hit the email button and leave your details, and I'll get right back to you. Again, if you want to be a sponsor on the show, if you want your ads to your company to be on the show, those are the two things that you have to do. Thank you very much. All right. Derek Fisher has been bombarded with tons of questions. Now, I stated in my last episode, the benching of Anika Akumake and Candace Parker is going to come with some serious backlash. And so now it's just starting to happen to one Derek Fisher the head coach of the L.A. Spa. How can you sit both your All-Stars the whole fourth quarter and expect to come back from a 19-point deficit? Impossible. There's really nothing you can say. There's really nothing you can say. It seems like Derek Fisher was on the stand at the press conference mumbling. 
There was nothing that he could tell me, especially me because I'm a coach myself. There was nothing that he could say about the situation. There was nothing that he could talk about. I mean, you know, I really didn't understand anything. He wanted energy. He wanted breath of fresh air. Listen, you could bring in role players. You could bring in energizers, but you do not take out your all-star players. You got two all-star players that you keep in. You got three other slots. If you want energy, okay, if you want another direction on defense, you got three other spots on uh, uh, to do that in. But you keep your all-stars in. And so the media doesn't understand it, okay? The WNBA doesn't understand it. It was just a bizarre turn of events in a game that was a very good game up until that point. And I believe I'm going to tell you one thing now. It's the type of decision that a coach will make when he gets in his own way. Like I said in my last podcast, some coaches, and I know it, I've seen it. I've seen it close up and I've seen it from afar. Some coaches think they know more than everybody in the building. And what they do is they get in the way. And I really believe that Derek Fisher maybe didn't mean to do it because Derek Fisher knows the game. He's a heck of a coach. But I believe in this instance, he got in his own way and he got in his team's way and he cost, I'll go out on a limb and say it, he cost the LA Sparks a chance at a championship. And so I don't believe that Derek Fisher will be back as the LA Sparks coach. This is just too of a horrific decision that he made. All right. And if he is back, I'm pretty sure Candace Parker will not be back. All right. Or Anika Akumake will not be back. And I really believe ownership and management will side with the players before the coach. That's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. And that's the business. And so when you take out your all-star players, Coach Fisher, what happens is you're taking a risk with your own job because, you know, they get paid the big bucks not to sit next to you. Those women get paid the big bucks to perform at a high, high level, which they were not able to do because you yanked them and they did not see the day or light of that basketball court for the whole fourth quarter. And they went packing home when they might have had a chance. Now, 19 points is a big, big move, but you can't do it without your your stars. You just can't uh, come back from a game like that without your stars. So due to the fact that they were not on the court is why everybody in the media is hammering on Derek Fisher. Horrible, horrible move, coach. And I tell you, I like I said, Derek Fisher is an excellent coach, but I tell you what, he got in his own way. He got in the team's way and he got in the organization's way by making that move. Well, I tell you, people, we got things heating up with the Pistons and Kevin Love's representation. Things are really heating up with Kevin Love and the Pistons' representation. They're pushing hard to get Kevin Love in the Detroit Pistons uniform. And, hey, man, he can bolster that team. Now, the Detroit Pistons have an excellent team already, okay? They already have an excellent team with a lot of great talent, okay? Their record might not show it, but I tell you what, with Kevin Love in the building, they up their ante a whole lot more. And again, in the Eastern Conference, 
he will be a pillar on that Detroit team as far as rebounding, shooting, and et cetera. You know they got Blake Griffin, all right? You know they got a lot of great talent over there, man. Ish Smith, they got great talent over there, all right? They got they got wonderful talent. And so what you're going to see is 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 um, Kevin Love in a Detroit Pistons uniform. It's looking that way. I mean, talks have heated up, and I don't see where where Kevin Love won't be a Detroit Piston somewhere in the beginning of the season. I don't think we're going to have to wait to the trade deadline for that move to happen. But right now, coming out of uh, uh, Detroit, Detroit Pistons are very interested in Kevin Love, and talks are really, really heating up, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, people, episode 59, aced out. Wonderful, wonderful situation. i like to thank everybody that downloads, shares, likes. i like to thank the audience, all of the listeners, all right, my whole All Things Basketball podcast staff that keeps everything straight and right to the point so that we can get all of the information out to you guys every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we're going to start changing our format to two shows a week as opposed to three shows a week. And we're also, I know you're saying, man, Coach Luke, you said this before, but we're going to get very, very visual with those two shows. And we're going to have a lot of great guests as the season progresses. We're going to keep transcending up. We're going to keep changing our model. We don't want to stay the same. We don't want to give you the same thing. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful situation, this All Things Basketball podcast thing here we got going. And we're transcending up, episode 59. All right? I'll see you guys next Monday. All right? Because, again, we're doing shows on Monday and Wednesday now. And so I'll see you guys next Monday on the air at 7 p.m. All right? Good night. God bless.